Alrighty, everybody. Guru and Wiz Fantasy Football Podcast. We are moving our way through the AFC team capsules, and we are up to the Kansas City Chiefs, Wiz. Uh, a lot different looking football team this year, given uh, the changes in the skill positions. So it'll be very interesting, Wiz, to see our thoughts, our collaborative thoughts on what Kansas City will look like from a fantasy perspective in 2022. Yeah, different dynamic with Tyreek Hill, and uh, we'll, we'll get we'll get the ball rolling right with Patrick Mahomes. And uh, I think there's two there's two different views how people are looking at it going into the year. I think you know there's some people who think Patrick Mahomes has kind of moved back into the back half of the uh, top twelve at the position without Tyreek Hill, and I can understand that. I think that that's fair. Uh, you know, it's not even maybe necessarily a knock on him. There's a lot of terrific quarterbacks, especially in terms of fantasy football. And then there's other people who feel that, you know, Patrick Mahomes is going to spread the ball around. Patrick Mahomes is more motivated than he has been. Patrick Mahomes hasn't loved some of the comments from Tyreek Hill necessarily. Uh, so I ask you, Patrick Mahomes inside or outside the top six at quarterback, in your opinion, this year? Yeah, t- top five quarterback still was. Um you know, I, I I would say at times last year a frustrating play to own. There was a couple of tremendous second half performances by Patrick Mahomes. Teams defended this team much differently, right? Taking away that deep threat that was a big part of the way uh, teams defended the Kansas City Chiefs. I think Mahomes was a bit sloppier with the football in terms of decision making, uh, not as accurate as he's been previously, uh, and, and struggled a little bit more than we've become accustomed to. Look, I think we all got spoiled, uh, you know, early on in his career and some of the astounding performances that he had. Uh, I think he finished the season strongly last year for sure, uh, but certainly there's a lot of targets that need to be replenished on this team. Uh, I think something like 300 completions of Patrick Mahomes' completions last year. Oh, sorry, 300. Yeah, 300 of his completions need to be need to be made up uh, this year with the change in personnel. But I have full confidence that with Andy Reid, Bieniemy, and Patrick Mahomes in a, in a division that I expect a lot of exciting firework type football games. I, we talked about this with. Uh, there's going to be some serious scoring changing going on. Like if you think you're confident in, in a lead that you have, when you get to the 4 o'clock or the 8 o'clock games, when the AFC West teams are playing, there's going to be some pinball machine type games, and Patrick Mahomes is going to be a big part of those. Yeah, I'm, I'm never going to doubt Patrick Mahomes. Um, yeah, I mean, I think, you know, that people if people think there's going to be a big drop-off, because Tyree Kill is not there, I think they are mistaken. Um, you know, I'm I'm with you. Um, I, I think he's going to be extremely motivated, and uh, I think they're going to come up with some great designs. And uh, interesting to see who he's exactly going to throw the ball to. And what we're going to talk about now is who he's going to hand the ball off to. No, well I, I, let me. <laughs> that, that's yeah, I mean, this is an interesting thing because the, you know Ronald Jones figured to be prominent, and then I saw a beat writer say that. He doesn't project Ronald Jones to make the 53-man roster. So I'm taking a close look at this one. Um, If Ronald Jones doesn't make the roster, I'm moving Clyde Edwards-Alaire way up. Um, But if Ronald Jones is there, this becomes difficult, right? Because Ronald Jones is going to eat into the rushing carries of Edwards-Alaire. And McKinnon was their best running back come the playoffs and they re-signed him they're going to be using him on third down Isaiah Pacheco is a, is a good player they drafted at Rutgers this is a real brain buster at running back and uh, as it stands now if Ronald Jones makes the roster 
I don't really have confidence in any of these guys to be a starter in terms of fantasy football. And uh, Clyde Edwards-Alaire, I remember two years ago, Louis Riddick was saying you should take him over Christian McCaffrey as your number one overall pick in fantasy football. Now I don't even know necessarily if he's inside the top 30 at the position. So for the people listening, make heads or tails of the running back situation for the Chiefs this year. Yeah, yeah really, really difficult. Uh, I think the thing that, to, for me, that complicates things more than anything is the fact that, like you said, McKinnon was the most effective running back on this roster by the end of the season. I am not a Ronald Jones fan, so I don't expect him. I'm not saying he's not going to make this team, but I don't expect him to be the starting running back, quite frankly. Uh, I think you'll see McKinnon doing a lot of change, change of pace things. Derek Gore is also still on this roster as well. Um, a guy who at times last year was, was quite effective when he got in there. And I think it's interesting, you know, this could be a year, you know, maybe if things shake out in, in a surprising way where Clyde Edwards-Alaire is actually under underranked and uh, underappreciated from a fantasy perspective. Uh, he was dealing with injuries last year. He was not particularly effective. He's not a terrific uh, runner down in the goal line. But I would say none of these guys are or actually may, Gore might be the best goal line guy amongst this group, quite frankly. So, yeah, I'm not sure. I'm going to watch closely. This is one of those situations, again, where I want to hear what the beat writers have to say. I think coming into the season, uh, I am very unsure about this running back situation. Uh, I haven't quite decided. I have a feeling, though, McKinnon continues to make noise. That's what I will say. There's no question they're going to be using him exclusively on third downs. Uh, just the question is, you know, could you get value on Clyde Edwards-Alaire if he falls so far down in people, uh, you know, in, in the fantasy football community that he just falls so far that he becomes value? And uh, that that very well may be the case. But you have to keep your eyes on <clears throat> who makes the final roster. Um, the, the receivers, there's no longer Tyree Kill. Uh, people thought McCole Hardman was going to be, you know, emerge and maybe become Tyreek Hill, but that's not been the case. Um, Scantling is here. Juju Smith-Schuster is here. Sky Moore is an interesting rookie. Josh Gordon, Justin Ross, we'll see if he makes the team. But there are a lot of guys to throw the ball to. My question to you is, who is the one guy, if any, that you think Patrick Mahomes will have confidence in. I, I think Juju Smith-Schuster is going to have a season similar to what he had in 2018, um, where he caught over 80 balls. I, I think at the end of the day, the wide receiver that you will want to, I'm not saying he's going to make the splash plays, but I think the most consistent receiver from a fantasy perspective on this team will be Juju Smith-Schuster when all is said and done. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't really know like what, how much playing time Sky Moore is going to get. But I've seen enough of McCole Hardman and, and, Val, and Valdez Scantling. I've seen enough of their act to make me interested in Sky Moore. So I'm yeah, I, agree. The I, I, I agree with that, too. I agree with that statement as well. Yeah, I mean, I, I think Juju is clearly the pecking order. Um, but um, I don't have confidence in the other guys. That's what makes me interested in Sky Moore. This is one that you really have to pay attention to in terms of the roster and then trying to figure out the depth chart. Uh, but if Sky Moore gets his chance, um, you want to be catching the ball from Patrick Mahomes. So he becomes an interesting player. 
Um, anything yeah. else you wanted to talk about receivers before you move to Travis Kelsey? Yeah, well, Josh Gordon is still on this roster, and, and a, a, yeah. a Corey Coleman, you know, guys that have just had all kinds of legal problems. They're both on this roster, but I think your point's well taken. Somebody's got to catch the ball. Patrick Mahomes is going to throw the ball, and aside from the tight end, which we'll, we'll tight end position, which we'll talk about in a second. Uh, you know, someone's going to make a, a statement at, at, at wide receiver. It's interesting, Wiz, in, and, I, and I'm kind of curious, that, you know, kind of who plays the slot, who plays outside. In 2018, when Juju Smith-Schuster had kind of his breakout fantasy season, you know, 13, 1,400 yards, 9 or 10 touchdowns, and over 80 catches, as I said, he was inside in the slot uh, 60% of the time and outside th- Sorry, 61% of the time and outside 39% of the time. And the last couple of years in Pittsburgh, which was kind of a dysfunctional offense, Juju Smith-Schuster was in the slot 80 and 85% of the time. So I think there'll be... I think you'll see a situation where Juju's moved around the formation a little bit more. He's probably the guy I have more confidence in. And I do agree with you. The fact that the other guys have been inconsistent, Sky Moore, is an enticing choice uh, to make some noise on the fantasy side. Yeah, I mean, that big year, he was the complimentary guy to Antonio Brown. And I'm just wondering, you know, what kind of role he's going to fulfill this year. Travis Kelsey, there's not really much to say. He's a set-it-and-forget-it guy. Um, he's worth, uh, you know, an auction draft to go after. I hope all leagues are playing tight ends in separate categories. I know you're in a league, uh, which is still prehistoric, where they're lumping in tight ends with all pass catches. Yeah, but in leagues yep. that have separate tight ends as, category, as a category, he's a set-it-and-forget-it guy. It's kind of like a coin flip if you prefer him over Mark Andrews. At the end of the day, the tiebreaker to me is going to be Patrick Mahomes. So I'm going to take Kelsey over Andrews. But if someone could, could you know, wanted to debate me, I, you know, I could be convinced into the argument that Andrews is going to be on the field more. He's going to get a ton of targets, all of that stuff. But uh, what's he to say about Travis Kelsey except he's just a sure thing? Yeah, well, the, the one thing to say is he's now 33. So that is definitely different. Uh, last year, actually a step back in yards per attempt to Travis Kelsey and yards per reception reception for Travis Kelsey. So a tiny bit of a step back. I, I think there was a little bit more inconsistency in this whole entire offense, and Kelsey was definitely part of that. But I, you know, I'm not... He is a set-it-and-forget-it guy. I mean, if something were to happen to Travis Kelsey, Noah Gray would be an interesting player, a player they drafted uh, not last year, sorry, not this year, but last year, uh, athletic type of guy. Um, but, that, again, that's from an injury perspective only. But, I, you know, you could see sometimes, because the Chiefs like to mix things up, where both of those players are on the field, and maybe Gray, Gray does make a little bit of noise because he is kind of the uh, – the, 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 the guy who potentially takes the reins uh, somewhere down the line when Travis Kelsey decides to uh, move on. Harrison Buckley's got a tremendous leg. They send him out there for 50-plus short field goals in a great offense. He's a top-five kicker you know, or something along those lines. Um, he, he has to be drafted in all formats as a kicker. I'm really going to take uh, – a wait and see approach with Kansas City. I'm probably going to avoid them in all of my leagues. Um, is there anything that you could say that would convince me and other people that Kansas City is going to be a top ten to twelve defense this year? Yeah, the, the weird thing about Kansas City's defense, well, you know, we talked about this division already, but the, the last couple of seasons they've actually made a lot of noise uh, in in the back half of the year. Like most people don't draft them, and then they ended up playing much better. Steve Spagnuolo, defensive coordinator. So 
I'm, I'm going to need convincing too because there is some definite changes, right? Shadavius Ward is gone. Um, the Honey Badger is gone as well. You know, so there are some changes here in personnel. Uh, but this is definitely a team that it's kind of a wait-and-see approach for me on the defensive side of the ball, Wiz. Yeah, and I think other things to take in consideration instead of two games against Drew Lockie going up against Russell Wilson twice, that Raiders offense with Devontae Adams looks a lot more Correct. ferocious. Uh, the Chargers offense, you really don't want to be you know, starting that defense against their offense. So for all of those reasons, I'll avoid Kansas City. But I agree they do, especially at home, if they get on top of you, they're capable of putting up a big number. But as far as the defense, you could rely week in, week out. I'm going to take a pass on Kansas City and use them as maybe a spot start here or there for the whole season. Yep, sounds like a plan, Wiz. All right, so that's it for the Kansas City Chiefs. Guru and Wiz Fantasy Football Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and SoundCloud. Make sure you're subscribing. If you like our podcast as well, give us a like. We'd appreciate it. But uh, we're getting some nice listens and some nice tractions. Let's keep up the work. And, uh, Wiz, Las Vegas Raiders are next. All right.